0: My name is J.W. Oker. I'm an author, and I like to go out and look for weird stuff. I call it oddity. For more than a decade, I've sought out oddities of nature, oddities of art, oddities of culture and history. I believe that within a tank or two of gas, at any point in this country, is some seriously cool oddity, and that we all should go check it out. This is Odd Things I've Seen The podcast. All right, welcome to the second part of this interview with my wife, Lindsay, where we talk about this thing we call Otis. We discuss her photography, how that intersects with the website and the travel. We talk about the place she wants to go the most uh, of all places. We talk a little bit about what it's like doing this with kids now. We have three of them. and things have changed over the years. And then it ends in a place uh, where I ask her something very surprising to her. Uh, And I think it ends in a really interesting place. It's my favorite moment, my favorite part of the entire interview, the end of this one, so make sure you stick around for that. And just to remind you, there's a special 10 minute kind of mini episode up on the Otis Patreon where we get off on a tangent around holidays, uh, Halloween versus Christmas, so if you wanna hear that, please join us at the Otis Club. Patreon.com slash J-W-O-C-K-E-R. One (laughs) dollar. We'll get you that, honestly. So check it out. I'm not going to come in at the end of this episode at all again, so I think it ends in a very good place. But just so you know, the next episode will be back to oddity hunting. Uh, And it's an oddity that I've never written about before that I visited, and The only hint I'll give you is that it involves a very famous shark. So make sure you come back for the next episode when we get back to oddity hunting in earnest. Until then, enjoy this last bit of the interview with my wife, and we'll pick it up talking about her photography. So you're a photographer, professional photographer. Photographs are a huge part of what I do. I have to have them for Otis. I couldn't do them otherwise. Yeah. Um, You don't always take the photographs I use, either on Otis or in my books. You can not, usually tell in terms of yours. Obviously, yours are way better than mine. But we've had this conversation in the past where we try to figure out the type of photos I want for Odyssey books. Uh, but I, I think you're going to be pleas- pleasantly surprised by the end of, this, end of this point. But obviously, so Lindsay, being a professional photographer, she wants to take the most interesting shot, the most interesting angle, find something new, find I something.
1: Boil it down to. This thing. What yeah. is this This unique thing that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world? Yeah, so, she hates
0: taking photos that she sees a thousand times on the No, website. and I don't
1: want to take a photo that's informational. I don't want to take a picture of all the words on the plaque and which building is in the background. I want to take a picture that you're like, that's what this thing is. Like, that's it. Yeah, that's but, the they
0: see, but they see you in that photo, right? They see the photographer in that photo, right? That this is my perspective. Whereas I'm always, historically, I've always been like, no, I need an informational photograph. Right. I need you to just square up to that building and get the entire <laughs> rectangle perfectly framed I need Definitely. the entire plaque. Yeah, I need these seven things checked off. And you're just like you, and at some point at some point in this journey together, you're like,, All right, you can take those photos yourself. Well, some right?
1: Point our cell phones got really amazing. And yeah, yeah, you were like, I'll see
0: you later. I think there was a big one of my many, many mistakes with Otis. One was not developing a photography style that was interesting for Otis, which I think you could have oh. done for it for it.
1: I've never heard you say
0: that. Especially now in 2019 where almost everything is on the internet my photos that i've taken that are informational you can get them off wikipedia or Mm -hmm. you know road trippers or they're out there or anybody's anybody anybody's social stream so um my photos become a lot less valuable with words i understood i was painting a picture i didn't have to be informational with words i'd be dry just tell you the facts i was painting my perspective i didn't realize i should have also been doing that with the photos and you can tell like you can tell when you go through the archives what were photos you took and more mm-hmm. photos I took. You can really tell and the ones you took are automatically better and they give a more of a feeling. Mm-hmm. And who cares if they, if the person doesn't get all that information because they can just go two sites over and get something yeah. informational.
1: But ten years ago that wasn't.
0: That's true. Ten years ago that wasn't the, wasn't the case, but um I think I just really missed a boat there. Although I will say I sell a photograph, probably one or two photographs a year. <laughs> <laughs> because of all this. Yeah. yeah, we bring it up quite a bit. <laughs> no, but I think that would have been a really kind of Uh, It just would have been better for the site had I done that. But what really is true is that these stories I'm interested in of oddities, it gives you the opportunity to take photos. Even, even, you know, again, something you're not interested in, finding things to photograph, you have to go out there. You just have to get out there in the world. No,
1: I mean, honestly, in the last 10 years, I mean, since the girls, all of my favorite photographs have been adjacent to oddity. Maybe not the cave, but it's those beautiful woods that we happen to be in it. 8 o'clock in the morning at yeah, yeah. the sunrise, you know? So that's
0: definitely true. All right, let me ask you the typical oddity question. This is the one I get asked all the time on interviews. Okay. And I never have a good answer for it. And I'll explain why. I don't want to like taint your answer at all. Name me your favorite sites you've seen. <laughs> what? What is the most odd thing you've seen? <laughs> no, oh, but like on, what? What sticks um, out to you for the past, again, it's hard because it's 10 years, 11 years, 12 years. What sticks out to you is, oh man, these are my favorite moments. Oh, Fav- favorite
1: f- or oddest?
0: Uh, that's too favorite. I, I don't like
1: oddest. Oh, honest. favorite.
0: Or maybe even ones you had the most, it could be oddest, ones you had the most reaction to. Like, surprise or you enjoyed The one that
1: always comes to mind is the House on the Rock because I don't get that place at all.
0: Which was the same day we saw Ed Gein stuff possibly why that is in my memory because (laughs) the rest of
1: my brain is working hard to push the other part out but no it it was very weird in so many ways um creepy but it didn't intend to be creepy there was the whole carousel room um
0: that's a great one that's like a a classic of
1: why in the world does this thing exist which Mm -hmm. is i feel like the kind of in the spirit of odd things i've seen from the beginning of you want to seek out things that shouldn't exist yeah but Usually there's an answer. This this exists because hundreds of years of history and murder and sickness and filming locations happen. But House on the Rock in the middle of Wisconsin makes zero sense.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with you. Like it's I'm always I'm always a little bit I try to be a little bit grey on the things that are built to be attractions. Like almost like things are trying too hard to be odd.
1: But the thing is it wasn't nice enough to be built for an attraction. It but it was, was though. Weird. Yeah, it weird. No, it was like, a... You walk through, like, shag carpet and low ceilings, yeah. like,
0: dark rooms. <laughs> no, I, my, the end of my statement was going to be, like, somehow that thing transcended an attraction. Somehow. Uh-huh. Now you're like, oh, I, I understand why this is odd because that person made it odd so you could sell it. This transcended uh, all that. It's still No, I, I
1: feel like that was something else entirely.
0: Yeah, no, it's a treasure. It definitely is. Like I <clears throat> even going to it, I've had I've had people recommend that to me since day one of Otis and I they never could quite explain what it was. And I would do research and mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out what it was. So we you literally have to go to it to understand it. Yeah. And even then you're only gonna kind of understand it. Yeah. What else? Give me more. What other of your highlights?
1: okay so the next thing that comes to mind I don't know if it's even up there other than it's associated with that in my mind is the city museum in St. Louis it was also creepy and very weird and scary
0: I would put that (laughs) and House of the Rock in the same category honestly. okay
1: I thought maybe my brain was just categorizing them together
0: no definitely they definitely belong together I mean they're definitely two different things one's way more interactive and one's not but those are both like the work the singular vision of an artist yeah but they're
1: things that just like yeah exactly they shouldn't They shouldn't exist. And then even further, the museum is a popular major city museum that people Mm -hmm. take their kids to. And even in practical terms, we lost our kid in that museum. Remember? She Mm -hmm. got lost. She went into that tunnel area and I'm thinking, that doesn't seem safe. But obviously, this is a city children's museum. But no, she got lost. I had to squeeze my way into there while you held a newborn and then yeah
0: so context of that was our oldest was four, four hazel, and i and we had, a, we had a baby hazel was like six
1: weeks old She okay. was a newborn yeah
0: okay. no i remember I, me and me and esme the, the the um four-year-old we were like seven stories above everything oh. you know almost like i talking about rooftops i'm
1: talking about, rooftop I'm talking the, about the rooftop the was inside. terrifying the rooftop yeah. was insane i think i was in the car with the baby at that point
0: so i want to so give me more then because it sounds like you react to very specific ones hold
1: on let me think I actually
0: didn't. No, and this is what I was saying. saying. I'm ask this question no, no, when people I'm ask me. thought
1: through hundreds of sites. I know, and
0: I want to do that. I, so that also that should be stated, I guess, is I didn't prep you on any of the questions beforehand. No. Um, but this one, I always. The problem with this one, when I get it, even, even I get asked it, is it's impossible to compare oddities. It's no, impossible. Yeah,
1: no, it's definitely. Um, How do
0: you compare, like, a field of carnivorous plants versus uh, a statue? You, you can't. A statue of Jim Henson, for instance. Yeah. You, you can't. And on top of that, my interest. I'm 100% more interested in something I haven't been to yet than something I've been to already. Yeah. Or the next thing I'm researching is way more interesting to me than the thing. That, even if, objectively, this thing I went to 10 years ago is way more interesting than the thing I'm, go, I'm planning to go to next yeah, week. that's true. I'm still more interested in the next week thing. So it's really hard for me to like answer that question.
1: It is hard. And it's also hard to differentiate because, speaking of Jim Henson, so we both adore him. So we went to his birth town, which was incredible.
0: Yeah, Leland, Mississippi.
1: Yeah, so I would put that up there. Except, or maybe not except, they have a museum there that helps you live that experience so much better. Because you mm-hmm. get to go into the museum, they point you in the direction of the the bridge, you know, like all these places. So it's unfair to, but you know what I mean, it's it's unfair to compare that experience to the cemetery of Harriet Tubman.
0: Yeah, in New York, yeah.
1: Because, but you know what I mean, it's hard to say, like, that museum was really fun, and then we both love Jim Henson, but... Well, it was a little bit um, more of an attraction,
0: I guess. <laughs> you know, my big memory for the Jim Henson uh, Museum was, again, my, our oldest was. We only it had one the kid same at a time. Trip. Same no, trip? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Same. Man. Geez. Yeah,
1: we went to the South when he was five weeks old.
0: Okay. So, my memory there is trying to get our four year old, almost five year old to love the Muppets the way we love them. Yeah. And she didn't care at all. It was such a heartbreaking... To this day, she doesn't care at all.
1: Remember we bought her that T-shirt? And we were like, you want this T-shirt, sweetie? She was like,
0: eh. No, she didn't want it. She didn't care about it. She, Put even it on the
1: mailing list.
0: <laughs> but I just remember trying to force that. But that was one of my parental lessons of, all right, dude, stop forcing your kids to like the shit you like. You know, just <laughs> let them be who they are. That
1: another one. So, the Johnny Cash birth Oh, that was a good one. That was a great one because that... Going back to what I said a few minutes ago, I love seeing places where people live their entire lives, and you can just feel it. Like it was on a crossroads, and also the same trip.
0: Yeah, it was our, um, our south trip. The I guess. very end
1: of that trip, coming back up towards Chicago, because he was in Arkansas on the way to Missouri. He was.
0: He was our one Arkansas stop. We were like doing. We were like following that the state line up yes. north, and we just we wanted one, we wanted to go to city. Arkansas and wanted one oddity in Arkansas and his birthplace. Remember was
1: there. all the streets. In that part of the country, and also like when we went cross country to Iowa, remember everything is super straight lines, and then you come to a crossroad, crossroad every mile, mile and a half, and everything is ninety degree angles. Mm-hmm. It was like that, and it was this ninety degree angle, this little tiny white house. There was mud everywhere, mm-hmm. and you couldn't see anything. Left.
0: And it was about to rain in these seconds. So it was about to rain.
1: The storm, the sky was just super dark and ominous, and. And they hadn't an opened. You could feel we were, what it we were, felt like to grow up there. Like, we were
0: there a month before they opened it as a museum. Oh, I
1: don't remember
0: that. Yeah, so they were they were in the process of um, it had already been renovated, but it wasn't open as a museum yet. It was just a closed house yeah. in the middle of a field. I love. So that. we drove up to it, saw it, took photos. Those photos you took of that that are a good example of you know catching the mood over the informational mm-hmm. stuff. Because again, it was like stormy clouds. You could see the sky for miles around yeah. you, and there's this tiny little white house.
1: Yeah, in the middle, like nothing. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. How's it going? How's it going? How's it going?
1: Are there any others I'm missing?
0: I mean, we've, I mean, there's tons. We've of. been to thousands. Yeah. Problem.
1: It's oh, it's really hard to think. Um, trying to go like trip by trip.
0: That's good. I mean, unless there's something you want to bring up that you haven't brought up.
1: Okay, I, can't, I don't know. I'm sure there are, but I can't think of them right now.
0: What is on? This is a question from a Facebook follower. Is there anything on your 2C list that we haven't seen?
1: Oh, I mean, where do I wanna go? I wanna go, currently my obsession is New Mexico, for some reason, I wanna be in New Mexico. Yeah, I've never sea, been there. I would love to go desert. there. Desert, I'd love to see it in the winter. My ultimate number one destination has always been Greenland, I wanna go there. I'm terrified, obviously, of going there with children. I, I don't think I wanna do it with children. Yeah, we'll talk so about that in a second, that's another good point. waiting for that, to maybe.
0: Does not have children anymore?
1: for the children to be not here anymore (laughs) (laughs) no i don't want to bring kids to Greenland, but i that's my number one always
0: is it a rough place why can i bring kids the cost
1: oh no i think it's just extremely cold like trying to it's not like um there's no level of comfort there from what i understand oh okay gotcha yeah all my places that i want to go are snow related like i would love to see this winter in new mexico because i saw this one picture one time in this photo essay and it's always stuck with me. I want to see Greenland because I want to see icebergs and glaciers and the iconic little town there with all the colored houses. I want to go to Norway. I want to see the Northern Lights. I want to go close to the Arctic Circle as possible just to say that I was there. As far as sites, no, I mean, Jason, I don't really like live on the Internet, so I don't really know do. what the sites are. Like, I'm sure there are so many interesting things out there.
0: You've never been to the Otis map of oddities?
1: The what <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i've been to that no i mean it's just um
0: okay we can cut this question out
1: <laughs> no i don't mean to cut it out i, I gave an answer i want to go do Greenland. is that an answer no that's
0: an answer that's, that's an answer i think kids is a good good point because obviously the biggest thing about our travels and searching for oddity that's changed over the past 12 years is kids I mean, um, we, we have three kids at some point know. We had no kids, but not for a very long time. We had our first kid pretty quickly into our relation, into our marriage.
1: She, yeah, she was born. She was born legitimately. First wedding anniversary. <laughs> yeah. The
0: and then uh, we have three now. So like obviously that's affected where we can go and how free we can be and what yeah. we can see and stuff.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a sight to see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and this I mean,
1: is a good point to bring up too. Like in the beginning, we regularly would wake up four, definitely five in the morning. Mm-hmm drive, eight hours. I remember going to, was it Buffalo or Syracuse? Carl Sagan.
0: Carl Sagan? Carl Sagan,
1: sorry. Cut that, part. that was Buffalo. Sagan. <laughs> it was Buffalo. Um, that was an eight-hour drive. We woke up in the morning, drove out there, saw a plaque in a grave, and turned around and drove back.
0: I mean, we saw his solar system. We
1: did. It was awesome. But we would have never, no, that was Ithaca.
0: It was Ithaca, yeah, not okay. Buffalo. Yeah, you're, right. you're right.
1: So those are the kind of things that um, used to be really easy because we both happened to love being in the car and yeah. riding and yeah but
0: we and we we understand the idea we hate getting up really early but we understand the reward of it so we'll do yeah. it we'll just do it
1: even like for smaller trips we used to wake up super early and go like way up north in the White mountains do a hike see something weird come back in this like ecstasy of it being two o'clock in the afternoon yeah <laughs> we could take a nap we would take a nap and then get like Popeyes and it was just like the best day ever mm-hmm. now it's more like if we're not on a big 10-day cross-country trip, obviously it has to be planned the night before just so everything can be laid out but we don't usually leave the house before nine it's just really hard getting three kids Like it's just I mean no it's, it's super it's hard. hard to talk about it's just no. it takes a lot of time to get everybody dressed and fed and talked into getting mm. out of their bed and into a car
0: yeah I know and like our oldest is gonna be 10 here in a couple of days and she has opinions about it. yeah
1: us. she doesn't wanna do a stake everything in yeah. Um, yeah. she loves it once she's there like she's curious she loves to Like, talk to her teacher about it after the fact. It's really interesting. And it's really, like, I still really believe it's the best thing we could be doing with her. But at 7 in the morning on a Saturday, it's not a great conversation.
0: (laughs) No, yeah, exactly. And it's just so easy. Even before they were kids, it was so easy to not get up. Like, all right, lazy Saturday.
1: I really don't remember us ever um, falling into that. It was always like, oh, it would be bad for, like, 20 minutes. But, I mean, gosh, it was just so easy. Yeah, it
0: was easy. Yeah, yeah. I often think about this with um, the Otis readers. If, like, do I sound too much like a daddy blogger these days? Because <laughs> the kids are just part of the like, story we, now.
1: Here's a really easy trip you can do <laughs> no, in an no, hour and a half. I don't go that far. Any kids completely I don't go that far. McDonald's three miles away. But definitely
0: they're part of the story now. Like, It's, it's yeah. impossible for me not to tell a story with those kids being part of it. Yeah. You know?
1: It's interesting to see how it's going to turn out. I mean, they're still too little, little to see, but being in a cemetery is the most natural thing in the world for them. I yeah. mean, that's, like, that's their... Or can we get out and run around and stretch our legs? We're at a cemetery. It's also
0: their go to joke to make fun of us because we all get in the car and, like, where are we going? Cemetery?
1: Yeah.
0: No, we're going to Hanford (laughs) to get food. But yeah, so the kids are. I think that's the biggest change for us, honestly. I mean, we, did, yeah. we as we get older, it definitely it's, it's t- more tiring. It's harder to drive her long but distances. Think, um, but it's mostly the kids, <laughs> the
1: kids. I think if it weren't for the kids, not to like romanticize it again, but if, if not for the kids, I see us doing even more extreme stuff. Yeah, like, I definitely because I agree. I'm way more in photography than I was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. You are have such a clear vision for what you're looking to capture.
0: Yeah, and we've seen pretty much everything within 20 yeah, <laughs> an I mean, hour of, I of really us. Oh, that's not even true. We just, went, we just went on an oddity hunt yesterday to stuff that was like half an hour away from us that yeah, so I didn't fun. even know about. But I, I see about. us
1: like on a weekend driving up Quebec City like doing intense stuff again, yeah. you know.
0: All right. So to, to kind of finish this conversation off, I think we've been doing it for over a decade. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought of just stopping? Like what are the benefits of stopping to you? Or benefits and I guess the track Detractments? What's is the absolute it,
1: benefits?
0: Is this a question from a reader or from you? No. This was one of mine. Okay. I, I should have lied <laughs> to this from, from Mark from Nevada Says. <laughs> so there's a part of me that's like, I could live for another... I could not leave my house for the next 30 years. And My gravestone will still, still say, yeah. saw a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. And obviously I'm writing a lot more fiction these days. Yeah. So I don't need to go see stuff for fiction, really. I can make that up in a room with nothing, <laughs> with no stimuli. We have kids now. Uh, we're older. There seems... Sometimes I, I tell myself there's a lot of reasons to just kind of try to cap this obsession. Really? I think so, yeah. Oh.
1: That's a surprising thing to hear.
0: TV is so good these days <laughs> that I can sit on a couch and watch TV for the next 30 years and be happy. Has it ever occurred to you or do you ever think about, hey, let's? what if we just changed? We stopped, stopped doing road trips. We stopped kind of like looking for new things to see. We just kind of did something else. We changed kind of what our backbone is.
1: Um, That's never occurred to me. Not saying that um, that that's correct, Mm -hmm. but no, it's never occurred to me. Um, The way I see it is I think we both are on the same page that like right now we're kind of holding on to this rope of we're seeing as much as we can without, you know, making our family miserable, like in logistic terms.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And the benefits of that are still so huge, so obvious.
1: Yeah, like I still think that even if we came down hard and we're like, you know what, every Saturday we're getting up at 6 a.m. and we're going to go see stuff and we don't want to hear complaints, we wouldn't regret it. Mm -hmm. We don't do that because I think, you know, you're really busy at work with three kids. So we're trying to find a balance ourselves, you know. But no, I think right now I always see this as a short period of time. We're going to look back on it and say that we kept the thread going. It's not the right way
0: to say it. But no, no I, but I guess dead on. I mean, we, when not you were, you, up,
1: um, yeah,
0: we, no, one kid, we kept the thread going. Yeah. Move to, moved to a different state, different part of the country, kept the thread going. Three kids, kept the thread going. House yeah. ownership, all the things that we, we've gone through as a, as a couple, yeah. the, that thread has never changed. Yeah,
1: I think right now, I mean, not to <laughs> dramatize it all, but I think right now is probably the hardest it will be. Mm-hmm. Right now, we have three kids. Including an infant. Yeah. Um, we have a dog that can't be left alone. So there's always that layer of like complication when we go places. None of these are deal breakers. But it's just when you're trying to leave the house before dawn on a weekend that you could otherwise sleep in to go see something cool. There's only so many layers you can break through before you're like, oh, forget it, you know. Yeah. I'll just read about it or we'll go see it another time.
0: Yeah, it's so funny. The days we, we do that. The days we do yeah. that, you, you can tell, though, are just so... by. Eleven, maybe by one. You can just tell. We regret it a little bit.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I've always said to you, like, I'm definitely guilty of saying, "Oh, I would love just a weekend at home. Can we just not plan anything this weekend?" Which obviously doesn't mean relaxing when you have little kids. It's it just means like, can we not have to?
0: Yeah, get added, in the car? added complications. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, but then by mid morning. I'm always coming to you and saying, "Why are we so bad at having no plans?"
0: Yeah. What do you want? You, you, yeah, here's like, What here's do you, you want to do? No. Here's a, yeah. What are we gonna <laughs> do today? You come to me every day. Yeah. We, and we, I
1: try to pretend like you should have planned something. Every I'm nothing like, so day. Like, you, what's the yeah. That's so
0: funny. Every nothing day by 11 a.m. You're like. So what are we gonna to do today and yeah. my mind i'm like we've written today off i'm yeah, writing so you're, i'm cleaning you have <laughs> the
1: mind of like if we didn't leave the house by eight <laughs> then this day is gone or had, like, or had
0: planned made plans the day before and uh, i'm like
1: yeah. i wanted to sleep in but now i regret it so what are we doing you know yeah. no we definitely i don't think we'll ever get better better at having no plans. we just end up bumping around and bumping into each other in yeah. the house
0: and um, we do this and I, I, I don't like paint the picture that we're like an active family we're not we have lots of days we do nothing we watch a lot of TV we hang out a lot so we we have downtime like crazy we're not like this paragon of like carpe diemness or whatever not that at all
1: but we feel best when we have done something
0: definitely that's true
1: I mean that could be that that's just our habit
0: yeah we could have conditioned ourselves that way
1: it could be just the nature of you know you feel better if you go for a walk
0: right so if I came to you and I was like you know what This was fun. It's a great phase. So much value in it. I loved it. My
1: marriage is over.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I (laughs) I found somebody else. Mm -hmm. No, no. And I was like, but now I'm going to be a novelist. So I would rather spend as much time as we can at home. I -hmm. want a a more leisurely life. I want to not have to plan stuff, be tactical about stuff. I'm going to write books. These are the kind of books I'm going to write now. You'd be like, you would you would you find relief in that, or would you be like calling a lawyer and be like, this is not gonna be a fun life (laughs) from that point on?
1: It's a good question. No, I mean, I wonder if I would take that as a challenge of like, oh, I'm gonna find way cooler stuff than he ever found. Or, I mean, I really don't think it it would be good for our family to not have stuff to do. But I guess you're saying we would get used to it.
0: Yeah. What if that? Yeah. No, I think it says no, volume, that you don't answer that.
1: It's a good question. I, I literally it, can't imagine. An no, but I can't imagine you ever coming to me having made that decision. It would almost be like a...
0: I can imagine that. I mean, I, again, I definitely have a novel life now. Like, I definitely have novels coming out, yeah. and I have novels in my past, and novels as part of my life now. Switching gears to that doesn't seem like a huge... Yeah, no, it
1: seems silly that I would have not seen that coming, but I, I would never anticipate that coming. It makes complete sense to me now that I'm... Thinking about it, I mean, you definitely have every book you're coming out with as fiction. Like, you have no reason to be. Uh, Well,
0: I have a non-fiction coming out next year, (laughs) fall twenty twenty. Correct. Not on not not on pre-order yet, but stay tuned. I don't know. I I, I see it. I see the pieces there that it could be possible if we decided to go that direction. I just don't know how you would react to it, honestly.
1: Yeah.
0: Again, keeping in mind, again, we we die tomorrow. Our epitaphs say, "Saw a lot of cool stuff."
1: That's tough. Yeah, I don't know. Because I don't feel like we gain anything by stopping. It's a good point. We don't really gain anything by not stopping. So I think it has to be a question of, um, well, I mean, there's a few questions. One question is, do we enjoy this? The question, is, and the answer is sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, I
0: think the answer, I think the question is, do we like ourselves, do we like each other in the living room? Mm, good one. <laughs> Yeah, as opposed to on a battlefield or whatever.
1: Yeah, no, it's never going to hurt. Our family to have gone to see something. Yeah, but I mean, that's a really hard question,
0: though. I'll think about it. And if people like this episode, <laughs> we can have a sequel. No, I think that non-answer is a good answer. I think I don't know is fine for that question. I think I'd been more disturbed or disturbed. I, I would I'd have been disturbed if you had a pat <laughs> answer like yes, definitely, let's do that. Stop stop <laughs> seeing stuff and go write fiction in your basement.
1: would never ask.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I, I think the fact that you haven't thought about that is interesting. No,
1: the idea of you proposing that is. Completely new. Like, I can't even imagine you asking that.
0: Okay. <laughs> for the record, I didn't ask it. It was a hypothetical.
1: <laughs> is this where you're asking me? No, no. I, was, I
0: was hypothetically bringing it up. Because okay. a part yeah, of me. I
1: mean, I really have never thought about you thinking of it in those terms. I always thought of it as. Um, this is something we do because it's important. To our, you know, it's important to all of us. It's good for our family. Um, we
0: believe in it. I believe. I definitely believe in, in it. it. Like, yeah, we do. Morally, I believe in it. But like. Yeah, so Again, then, we've I done guess enough.
1: That's We're, why I've never thought of it in terms of like you coming to me and saying, We've done enough. We're good. Because it's so the best thing we can do for our family, you know?
0: Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I don't know. It's added so much to our to my life, and our, I assume our lives, but definitely my life, that, I, that getting rid of it is, is, is not just like changing hobbies or changing phases. It's literally rethinking all. Of
1: yeah, life. no, it's changing how we live. I mean, Monday through Friday would stay the same, but our weekends would be completely different.
0: And our vacations would be different, and kind of how we yeah. prioritize things would be different, and we what we do. talked about would be different. We
1: go
0: to the beach. We did what we did this year. We did, St.
1: Right. It's in Augustine. We did, right.
0: All right, so I think that's the episode. <laughs> I think with that bit of introspection of what happens if things change, and the answer is I can't imagine that life, that works for me. So this is usually the part of the podcast where I sell stuff. So it it ends and I have to be like, can you you please give me stars (laughs) on on Apple Podcasts? I say, can you please buy my books? My latest book is 12 Nights at Rotter House. came out a month ago. Can you please buy that? I say, can you please subscribe to this podcast or go to my website? (sighs) Yeah. But I I hate doing it. I hate like, I want people to just listen and, and enjoy and not me kind of like turn it into a platform. Everything has become a platform. And I hate that. baby's up up. there you go that's a good fitting ending (laughs) this has been an episode of odd things I've seen the podcast now that's it it's all right